the Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly podcast is powered by Crumble Cookies in the shops at Hilltop in Jonesboro and crumblecookies.com. All right, good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today is Wednesday. It is August the 9th of 2023. Glad you guys are up with us this morning on International Coworking Day. All right. And there's no coworkers who have to work more closely together than me and Kelly. That is true. Like when you really think about what coworkers have to do if you exist in a situation like this, like we're in a little tiny room for many, many hours. I have more time in my day with Kelly than any other person in my life. Yes, it's very unfortunate some days. It is very challenging. <laughs> uh, today is also National Passion Fruit Day. Okay. It's World Calligraphy Day. I used to try to be a calligrapher, but I couldn't. I wasn't very good with my, my fingers to try to get the letters in a certain way. Because it's very pretty writing, It's very right? pretty. And then today's also National Book Lover's Day. All right. That I am not, unfortunately. Yeah, tell me the last book you read. Uh, I read a lot, but I read as I listen on headphones. <laughs> Like I, I, so I listen you're reading to audio. the book Hang and reading. I listen to audiobooks. <laughs> it's almost like Kelly goes back to kindergarten where you have to read along in the librarian's reading. That's what I like. Uh, yeah, for me, golly, what book would I have read last? Who would it be? Um, Joel Osteen, maybe. Yeah, I like some of his books. Uh, do magazines count? No. Oh, well, then it must don't. be Joel Osteen. This is Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. So the Barbie movie is still big. I know, and I haven't seen it yet. I've got to go. I haven't either. My wife has banned me from the movie theaters. <laughs> she has. Because of your own self. Why? It's not my fault. I should you be able won't... to go watch a Barbie movie if I want to watch a Barbie movie. Then go watch it. Well, and that's what she tells me too, but I already know the repercussions if I go. <laughs> like it's... Oh, do what you want to do. I'm not going to stop you. But I know what that means. Hmm. Anyway, according to babynames.com, searches for the name Barbie blew up by 300% in July. <laughs> okay, I definitely can see that. And searches for the name Ken increased by 200%. Aww. So we were looking back at like when these names were most popular, right? Yep. For the name Ken, it was most popular. It peaked in popularity in 1963. Okay, well, my dad was born in 1950, and his name was Kenneth, and everybody called him Ken. Yep. Yeah. So Barbie was the other one. As far as Barbie, the high point for the name Barbie was 1964. Okay. And I wonder if, like, once the doll became popular, if, like, people were like, ah, we don't want to name our kid after the doll. Maybe. I'm sure awesome. there was some of that. Uh, Barbie's crossed the one billion mark at the box office. That's a big deal, mm-hmm. too. Uh, There's only 53 movies ever that have crossed a billion dollars. So when you think about the history of cinema, that only 53 have ever done that, that have grossed more than $1 billion, that's big. Yeah. Any idea what the top grossing movie of all time is? Do you have it in front of you? Yeah. Okay. Um, I have a list of the top 10. Okay. So think about like these are movies, not your favorites, but the ones you think that would have grossed the absolute most. Star Wars? Uh, Star Wars. Well... One of the Star Wars movies has made it. The one from 2015 that was called The Force Awakens. Oh, okay. Uh, but it wasn't the original. That was number five. Uh, Endgame, Marvel, Marvel Endgame. Uh, Endgame, yeah, that's number two on the list. Okay. Avengers Endgame. Um, I don't think you'll get number I don't know. one. Tell me. Avatar's number one. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten it. The original Avatar, which grossed almost three billion dollars. 
That's the one with Zoe Saldana. And if you remember about a week and a half ago, Zoe Saldana was messaging me on social media. She wasn't messaging you. She commented. Yeah, she well, she left a message on one uh-huh. of my posts yeah, about her. Twisted all you need. So Avatar number two, The Way of Water, that was in 2022. So that was last year. Mm-hmm. That's number three on the list. Number four is Titanic, followed oh, by Star yeah. Wars, uh, Infinity War, Spider-Man, No Way Home comes in at number seven. Jurassic World is number eight. The Lion King, number nine. And The Avengers from 2012 is number 10. Okay. All right. Uh, but again, Barbie at this point in 2023 has crossed the threshold of earning more than $1 billion at the box office. From Arkansas for Arkansas, this is Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. All right. Good morning, Arkansas. It's time to celebrate. It's time for an Arkansas's Morning Show. High five. High five. Hey, a big high five goes out today to Harry Frank. So he's from the Kansas City area, and he's a part of Service First Contractors. So he's an AC guy. Mm-hmm. There was a story that made the news around Kansas City about a 75-year-old woman. Her name is Peggy Moore. Uh, Peggy had some AC trouble. She called someone to come and help her. and uh, She hired the guy back in February to fix it before summer. And the guy took 5000 bucks and never fixed it. Uh. Again, she's 75. She's lived in her home all summer with no air conditioning because she couldn't afford to fix it after that. So there's days where it's been over 90 degrees in her house. So all of a sudden, enter Harry Frame, who heard the story, and Harry Frame says, you know what, Peggy Moore? I'm coming to your house. I'm going to fix your AC. I'm not going to charge you for it. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to upgrade uh, the whole unit to give her more AC for her home. Wow. It's a really cool thing that once people hear about this story and they hear what Harry did, they're like, hey, this kind of stuff needs to happen more often. Yes. We need to help our neighbors. So 75-year-old Peggy Moore now has a better AC unit and a cool house as we wrap up summer. So here's to you, Harry Frank. It's an Arkansas's morning show. High five. High five. And today's high five is powered by Right Fiber from Ritter Communications. It's the right speed at the right price right now. And you can check the availability in your area when you go to rightfiber.com. You're listening to Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. All right, doing a big on a Wednesday morning. It is August the 9th. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas! This is Country Music News on Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. We have Country Music News today on Blake Shelton. You'll be my soft and sweet, I'll be your strong and steady. You know, so it's one thing to have a concert and we get all excited about the concert, right? And you have months to get ready for it. There's another excitement when an artist says, hey, I'm going to do a pop-up show. Yeah. A surprise show. And you all just show up and let's have fun. And Blake Shelton has teased one of those for later on this week in Oklahoma. So the social media post says, and I quote from Blake Shelton, hey, people, I'm thinking about doing something at Old Red Tishomingo later on this week. Not a big deal at all. Uh, but maybe uh, play a few songs. I'll send an update for y'all in a day or so. See, they can't say not a big deal at all. 
He knows it's a big deal. It's a big deal if Blake Shelton's going to show up in his own old right. red bar in Tishomingo, Oklahoma. Uh, so that thing's going to happen later on this week. There's fans who are freaking out, saying they're going to travel across the country to be a part of what they're calling an impromptu performance. We're not exactly sure of the date, but we'll keep you up to date on that. Blake Shelton with a pop-up show coming this week to Oklahoma. We have country music news today on Miranda Lambert. I'm giving up on love, giving up on me. So Miranda teamed up with Gibson and they created a custom Miranda version of their Hummingbird acoustic guitar. And she posted photos of her model on Instagram. It's called the Miranda Lambert Bluebird. And it has this cool, they say a blue bonnet lacquer finish. I just think it's a beautiful blue color. The guitar is very pretty, but it also comes with a Bluebird pit guard. But Miranda's been playing Gibson acoustic guitars for, I think, since she was like five. So working with such an iconic brand to create her own version of the classic Hummingbird is a dream come true for her. But in her post, Miranda says, I hope this encourages musicians everywhere, especially young girls, to pick up a bluebird and chase that same dream that guitars have made come true for me. Now, listen, y'all, you can have one for just a a price of under (laughs) $5,000. But it's pretty cool. Miranda Lambert with her own custom Gibson guitar. And you can have one. Just go to Gibson.com to find out. And country music news today on Hardy. So Hardy's talking about the reason he got into country music. He says he grew up in a small town, but he wasn't a major fan of country. He was a big fan of rock and roll music until he was about 17 or 18. And this guy put out an album called Chief. The guy was Eric Church. So Hardy says he was driving uh, to school one day and he heard the song Homeboy on the radio. And that song changed everything for him because he realized you could put a little bit of rock into your country. And Hardy says, and I quote, okay, if this is country music right now today, then I love country music and I can do that. I want to do that. Uh, So that was a big cornerstone moment for Hardy. He heard Eric Church and was like, you know what? I want to go country. Of course, Hardy has his current radio single out right now. It's called Truck Bed. I woke up on the wrong side of the truck bed this morning with a bone drop on a love jack I was burning. Damn, she got some nerve when she came me to the curb. Guess you could say I got what I deserve. Cause I woke up on the wrong side of the That's truck a current radio single from Hardy. It's called Truck Bed. Yeah. And that's your country music news on Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. Call Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly, 870-935-5346. You know, I think we've determined that pretty much every day and every minute is a good day and minute for crumble cookies. Yes, a long time ago we figured that out. Like, we love crumble cookies. Of course, you can go by crumble and check out all the different flavors they have because a lot of their flavors rotate in and out every single week. So if you go by there this week and go by there next week, there's going to be a whole bunch of different stuff. On the menu this week, the vanilla crumb cake featuring golden Oreo, a cookie with white chocolate chips and golden Oreo cookie pieces topped with a swirl of vanilla cream cheese frosting and golden Oreo cookie pieces. They also have the pink donut. It's a soft vanilla cookie topped with a pink glaze and a Flash of rainbow sprinkles on top and a hole right down the middle, just like a donut. How about the Buckeye Brownie? A decadent treat with layers of chocolate brownie, peanut butter, and a smothering of melted semi-sweet chocolate. They also have the Kentucky Butter Cake. This is a yellow butter cake cookie that's smothered with melt-in-your-mouth buttery glaze. How about the Lemon Bar? A zesty lemon cookie smothered with lemon bar topping and a dash of powdered sugar. And the Semi-Sweet Chocolate Chunk. This is chocolate chip, but make it chunky. A delicious cookie filled with irresistible semi-sweet chocolate chunks and a sprinkle of flaky sea salt. 
Check out Crumble Cookies in the shops at Hilltop in Jonesboro. You can download the Crumble Cookies app or check them out online at crumblecookies.com. She's a walking, talking encyclopedia. It's Kelly Perry's Did You Know on Arkansas's Morning Show. Did you know a woman in Detroit named Evelyn Overton found a recipe for cheesecake in the newspaper in the 1940s? She started selling the cheesecake at a bakery in L.A., which uh, her son turned into the first location of the Cheesecake Factory. Shut up. Yeah. That's how that thing started. Mm-hmm. I've never been to that <gasps> restaurant. You haven't? Ever. No, because I'm not a fan of cheesecake, so I've always avoided the restaurant, yeah. even though people say the mm-hmm. restaurant really good. It is. Did you know no president has ever lived to be 100? Jimmy Carter has a shot, though. He's already the longest living president ever, and he turns 99 in October. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. And did you know the the band Diamond Rio first got together at Nashville's Opryland theme park, where they performed under the name the Tennessee River Boys. Years later, in 1989, they changed it to Diamond Rio, uh, which came from seeing it on the side of a truck. They just saw the name Diamond Rio on the side of a truck, and they're like, hey, Wow. Let's name ourselves that. That's awesome. Now, Diamond Rio gave us songs like this. Everybody says, boom, boom. Nothing you can do. Never gonna see her with the likes of you. I say, watch and see. Hey. No machine or Alice gonna do with me. That's a good one. I like that one. See if you remember this one right here. It's like just before dark. Jump in the car. Buying ice cream. See how far. One more Diamond Rio for you this morning. What about this one from 91? I start walking your way. Hey! You start walking mine. We meet in the middle. Meet that old Georgia pine. We gain a lot of ground. Cause we both give a little. Ain't no love too long. We meet in the middle. And if you didn't know, now you know. This is Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. All right, a heads up. There is a new billionaire in this country. Somebody who went out and could have potentially only spent two bucks. Won $1.58 billion with Mega Millions. Oh my goodness. So that's the largest ever for Mega Millions. The third largest overall jackpot in the history of the country. Uh, So basically the person who won, which is uh, one person in Florida, only one person won it. They have the chance of taking the single lump sum, which is $757.2 million. Yes. Try that again. $757.2 million. Uh, and I think they still tax that, too. Gosh. Tank the lump sum. Or you take it over 29 years. That's a trap. You think so? Yes. You don't think you're going to make it 29 years? Nope. And what happens if you don't make it? Like, does the next person in line in your family get it, or does it just stay with the lottery? You would hope that there's something like that that you can sign. Like, hey, if I'm 80, I won the lottery. If something happens to me, they get this. You would hope. Yeah. But I'm sure there's some kind of loophole where it stays in the lottery. Yeah, they're going to try to keep uh-huh. it. Why wouldn't they try to keep it? Can you imagine I win a billion dollars, right? And I say Gosh. I'm going to take it over the course of 29 years, and then something tragic happens, and my poor wife is sitting there like, this idiot – Decided to take the payments over 29 years. Yes. She would be so fired yeah. up if she's not able to touch that. Uh, also news today. This is uh, kind of fun stuff. You know, uh, we enjoy Cardi B. Oh, yeah. All the different stuff Cardi B does. I don't dance now. I make money moves. So if you remember, she was playing in Vegas a couple weeks ago and she said, hey, I'm hot up here. Somebody give me some water. And people started throwing water on her. 
And I guess she was cool with it for a second, and then somebody threw the last bit of water, and she didn't think that was funny. Mm-mm. She didn't, didn't like it. Didn't like the timing of that, and she took the microphone and chunked her microphone, her wireless microphone, at the fan who threw the water. And then there's a video of the fan going, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, she was like, why did I? Why did that just make her so mad? And the microphone that she threw did not hit the person that threw the water. It hit someone else. Well, she was trying, though. She tried to, to aim it at the person. So the people who set up the audio... For that event, because typically, like, you know, there's somebody else who's responsible for, for um, all the equipment and stuff yeah. like that. So Cardi B shows up, somebody else did the equipment. They kept that microphone and put that up on eBay. <laughs> and they started the bidding at 500 bucks. Mm. It just now sold for $99,900. What? Do you just put that in your in your home in a shadow box and, like, when people come over, hey, you see that mic? It's the one that Cardi threw. And then you're going to have half of the people go, who's Cardi? Like, who are the people doing that? Who has enough money they can spend almost $100,000 on a microphone? Now, the people, the company, uh, which is a place called The Wave, says they're going to give the money to charity. So we'll see how that works Okay, it makes me feel a little better. They say they're going to give the money to the Wounded Warrior Project and to a Las Vegas charity called Friendship Circle Las Vegas. But we'll wait and see. I think that's easy to say when you're trying to raise 500 bucks. (laughs) When all of a sudden you have 100,000? I think there's a little more temptation mm-hmm. there. You know what? What you know? Think about what we could do with a hundred thousand bucks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's what those people would probably be thinking. But somebody uh, decided to pay big money for the Cardi B microphone on eBay. I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. So there was a road rage incident in Texas, where which allegedly started because a guy was distracted by his phone and was swerving all over the place. He also didn't notice when a red light turned green. Well, the guy driving behind him started honking at him, and that made him mad. The distracted guy that was driving all over the place started throwing objects at the other vehicle. The two vehicles stopped, and the distracted guy got, got out a can of white spray paint and sprayed it all in the other guy's face oh. and on his car. That's when the other guy spray painted the distracted guy's face. When the police showed up, both guys were painted white. Now, I'm assuming the second guy just wrestled the can away and didn't have his own white spray paint. Oh. But the distracted driver, the one who initiated the spray painting, was arrested and charged with felony criminal mischief. <laughs> I mean, who just has a can of white spray paint laying around in their car? Yeah, it's weird. Well, speaking of spray paint and elderly man hires a blonde to paint his porch. He tells her that he's got the brushes, paint, and ladders all in the garage. Well, about 30 minutes later, he hears a knock and answers the door, and she lets him know that she's done. Wow, he says that was quick. Did you have enough paint? Yep, enough for two coats, she said. The man thanks and pays her, and as she's leaving, she turns around and says, by the way, it's not a porch, it's a Ferrari. Oh, no. (laughs) And there's even more proof that people are crazy. Every morning is better when it starts with Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. For it. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today, Wednesday, August the 9th of 2023. Local birthdays, local celebrities, here we go. Happy birthday goes out to Maria Brandon. 
of Jonesboro, who celebrates today. Happy birthday from Dwight and the girls. Happy birthday. Tamara Britt of Jonesboro celebrates a birthday today. Happy birthday. She's actually a former Rockin' Apple award-winning teacher. Yep. So happy birthday. Uh, Andrew Harris of Texarkana is celebrating. James Riley in Russellville. We have Bailey Coles of Jonesboro celebrating today. Eduardo Jacques of Jonesboro. Kelly Glasgow of Jonesboro celebrates. Kobe Way in Fayetteville. We have Tommy Rolfing of Jonesboro. Chad LaRose in Batesville has a birthday today. And Claire Byron of Jonesboro celebrates as well. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say... Happy birthday! To all y'all, and you celebrate with these celebrities. Man, we got to talk to this one on the phone, and she was so nice. Alexa Bliss is 32, WWE superstar, so happy birthday to her. I would assume that interview's up in the archives on the podcast, so that's pretty cool. Happy birthday to Alexa Bliss. Happy birthday to Dan Levy. He's 40. That was David on Schitt's Creek. Everybody loves Dan. Happy birthday to Jillian Anderson, who's 55. She was special agent Dana Scully on... Uh, Dana Scully on the X-Files. Deion Sanders is 56, the only man to have ever played in a World Series and a Super Bowl. Neon Dion, come yep. on now. So happy birthday to Deion Sanders. Hoda Kotb is 59, Jenna Bush's co-host on the Today Show. Amanda Bierce is 65. That's Marcy Darcy on Married with Children. Love and marriage, love and marriage, go together like a horse and carriage. This You can't have one without the Amanda Beers. She was also like a producer and a writer on that show as well. Marcy Darcy from Married with Children, 65. Happy birthday to Sam Elliott. He's 79 today. He's on 1883 Roadhouse, Tombstone, and The Ranch with Ashton Kutcher. Did I sound like him? Uh, you sounded like somebody else we know, probably more so than <laughs> Sam Elliott. <laughs> And, and you know who was in my head. And happy birthday today to Anna Kendrick. She's 38. Of course, she was the star of Pitch Perfect, and she was Poppy in the Trolls movies. When I'm gone, when I'm gone. Anna Kendrick celebrating her birthday today, and because you mentioned trolls. I mean, we might as well. The voice of Poppy, man. Happy birthday goes out to my good friend, Anna Kendrick, Mm -hmm. who turns 38 today. Happy birthday, Anna. Hope you have a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So we're joined this morning by the man who tells all the people around town to call him Dr. Feelgood. He's the one that makes you feel all right. Dr. Feelgood. He's going to be your Frankenstein. I've got one thing you'll understand. Dr. Shane's voice. Dr. Shane's Bites! Dr. Shane's Yo, he is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State University. 
And he's a busy man on campus. He is Dr. Shane Spites. And Dr. Spites, just a second, I need to ask Brandon something. Do you try to hurt our ears and oh. go flat mm. on the Dr. Feelgood part because it hurts? I feel a little bit like Celine Dion and Adele kind of channel, you know, I'm channeling yeah. them when I'm doing that. Well, you're channeling dogs. No, I'm channeling Axl Rose. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah. Hey, so I, I enjoy it. I want to go on their world tour. Motley Crue's on their world tour. Now, do you know that? Uh, yeah. Are you going to go to it? That, well, I think they're, they're playing. Uh, they play this Friday in Fargo, North Dakota. I don't think I'll make that. One. What do you oh, mean? Man. Is he going? They've asked him to play. Oh gosh. Can you imagine? <laughs> hey, no, you are doing some band gigs every once in a while, right? Oh, ouch. We had to bring that up, huh? That's like pulling the Band-Aid off. Is it true your um, band is called Dr. Feelgood? <laughs> no, that is not true. Oh. That is not true. But um, but yes, I, I do. Um, there's some, some local physicians that uh, that are far more talented than me, than me that allow me to, to play with them sometimes. So every once in a while, we do have a gig, so to speak, yeah, which means see. we don't get paid and we're <laughs> lucky to get uh, complimentary waters to uh, <laughs> let us set up we can set up in the corner and <laughs> play our stuff. You can find out more about them at turnyourheadandcough.com. That's oh, the name of the band. My doctors. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> the Spin Doctors, too. <laughs> That's pretty good. Hey, I want, good. I, I want to call you out on something because uh, we talked to Shane this morning and it sounded like he was eating. And then he felt, oh. he felt guilt and shame because he told me what he ate for <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I knew it. And, like, I literally, I told my wife, I was like, you know what? The one time that Brandon's going to ask me, hey, what'd you eat for breakfast? Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I'm having a bowl of apple jacks. <laughs> Perfect. But you know what? Yeah, that shows uh, everyone you are just human. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of human in me, Kelly. Let me be very clear. There's a yeah. whole lot of human mm-hmm. uh, in me and at my house. But uh, along with that, and I think it was funny because I've joked before, my wife and I have talked about this. Y'all remember growing up and you'd see like the honeycomb or like the captain crunch and at the end of the commercial it would be like part of this balanced breakfast and you see it and it have like you know uh, apples and oranges and fruits and blah 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 and you're like well yeah if you ate all that stuff it'd be part of a balanced breakfast right, that's right. actually kind of what i ate that, that's so I, I do eat a lot of fruit for breakfast so um and yogurt i'll do that too so i did that along with my my apple jacks it wouldn't stand alone apple jacks breakfast all right, so let me ask you about the the fruits because sometimes you hear people, and sometimes I watch stuff on YouTube, and I probably should just text you, but sometimes people tell you not to overdo fruits because of the sugar. Like if you're trying, especially if you're trying to cut or lose some some body fat, that sometimes that sugar is not good for you. But you're telling me you eat a bunch of fruit. Oh, I eat a ton of fruit, and and, and I, so what and is I it? eat vegetables too. I like vegetables. L- let me here. I'll be honest with you. I think we obsess a lot as a society. Yeah. I think we obsess a lot about things, um, about some things that may or may not make much of a difference. I will say this. Compared to the normal American diet, which is highly processed, has um, uh, processed sugars, high fructose corn syrup. Um, you know, I mean, you're going to make a big deal about eating an orange when you're going to have three sodas a day. I mean, that's, <laughs> it's just like, guys, let's, yeah. let's put everything in context. Okay. Um, the raw fruits are absolutely good for you. Absolutely. Are there some circumstances where a patient, you know, we may want to watch that in certain, you know, diabetic cases? Absolutely. But those are individual conversations with your doctor. By and large, 
the entire U.S. population would be better off if we ate more fruits and vegetables <laughs> and, um, and ate, you know, um, apples and oranges and bananas and, and blueberries. And, that. and I'm, I'm rattling off. That's typically what, what I'll have at, at my breakfast is a lot. Of, I just I like a lot of fruit. Um, um, and it's got, I mean, nowadays, now, you know, as hot as it's been outside, although it's cooler now, um, that's a great source of fluid intake. So you're not just drinking water. You get a lot of fluid intake with a lot of these fruits. Mm-hmm. Um, great source of natural vitamins. So I'm not getting the vitamins through a pill or through a multivitamin. I'm actually getting them in their natural form, which is what your body expects. When your body is looking for absorption, yes, we can absorb some of that in pill form. But by and large, your body's looking for the naturally um, occurring nutrients and vitamins that, that occur in the fruits and vegetables. Um, and chicken and fish as well. Um, and so the less processed you can get, the better off and the healthier you're going to be. So <clears throat> I typically will buy, and I don't know if this is good or not, but like sometimes I'll buy frozen fruits like the blueberries because a lot of times I'll buy fruits and vegetables and they go bad in mm-hmm. that drawer. Like I don't get to them yeah. fast enough. Is the frozen yeah. stuff just as good or are we losing nutrients yeah, if we go frozen? Okay. No, no, that's fine. Like my wife, would, um, she used to freeze. Um, uh, she would grow some blueberries and she would freeze those. Um, and then, you know, thaw them out and put them on yogurt or cereal or something like that. There's been, uh, there was a decent peach crop recently. I don't know if y'all, so you can, this is kind of the season for peaches. The peaches were good. So we, mm-hmm. we had some of those, uh, too. But yeah, you can absolutely, you can absolutely freeze those. Um, and then plus, you know, obviously that's something you can pull out in the wintertime because you can't get a lot of, hard to get fresh fruits in the wintertime, too. So, um, yeah, freezing's a great, uh, a great way to, to keep fruits around. That's a good idea. You get into, um, in terms of changing things, you got to be careful. Uh, when we move into vegetables and we talk about canned uh, vegetables and canned fruits, a lot of those the canned uh, fruits can be they can um, sit in a lot of um, kind of a liquid syrupy um, uh, kind of um, preservative, and so you got to kind of be careful of that. That that's not always good for you. And, and obviously, the fresher, the better is what you want. And to your point, frozen, whether it be fruits or vegetables, is a good way to go. So carb-wise, help me on this. Uh, I'm not a big fan of oatmeal, but a lot of times I'm like, hey, you need to eat your carbs in the morning for your fuel, for your body and your energy and all that stuff. Is there something better than oatmeal that we can eat that tastes better than that gooey, like nasty, glue-like oatmeal? So on oatmeal, uh, this is an almost feel like that you've been listening on my family conversation. <laughs> oh, no. So I'll, um, well, I'll, like, I'll do that Quaker instant you know, oatmeal. And so, but you know, sometimes, you know, when you get up in the morning, you're kind of half asleep, you know, that's kind of the way I am, or I'm, you know, I'm kind of stumbling, you know, the pantry and I grabbed what I thought were were two packages of like the instant, you know, Quaker oatmeal. And so, you know, you pour it, you put it in the bowl and everything, you add the hot water and I sit down and I'm like, what is this floating in my oatmeal? Oh. What? And then it's like these little white things. Oh. And it was like some instant hot chocolate <laughs> um, marshmallows that was floating in, in, a, in a pack. So I got one package of oatmeal and one package of hot chocolate. With, and I was like, what is this? And I, yeah. Took a picture and sent it to my wife. And I was like, you're not going to believe this. I was like, it was like a Monday. So yeah. I'd have sent you that. It was, I mean, I ate it. So it, of I, you, know, you already made it. So. Well, sure. <laughs> but, and it um, tasted good because it had chocolate in it. Absolutely. But, but anyway, back to your point. I mean, oatmeal is good for you. Oatmeal, you know, uh, um, here in the South, we like our grits. Um, uh, cream of wheat um, is not bad, uh, but I will mix it up. I don't, you know, I'll I'll have um, you know cold cereal, but I'll um, usually a couple times a week I'll have like that instant Quaker oatmeal. Um, and, and and it goes back to two really, and we've talked about this before. It's diversity of diet. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be sucked in on just one thing. 
Um, and that's where I said I think we as a society make the mistake if we get so micro-focused on just counting this, you know, and just, you know, counting this carb level and looking at this. It's, it's not that hard. It's, it, it, we, we make it more difficult than it is. The same thing's true with exercise. There was an article actually this last week that came out that looked at diversity of exercise. And you've heard us, we talked about that as well. Yeah. Um, in terms of, hey, I'm just doing this cardio workout, or I'm just doing my weights, or I'm just doing this. And I think, again, I think we focus too much on that. And it showed the mortality benefit in terms of, hey, I live longer, like I, I live longer and I live healthier if I have diversity of, of exercise. Hmm. Um, and there was a, let's see if I, I don't know, I could figure out where that was. It was a New England Journal. It was a JAMA article is what it was. It was a Journal of the American Medical Association article. That's what it was. And they looked at 500,000 people. It was a big article. Um, and they were looking at um, at what really is the healthiest um, uh, type of exercise to do. And they were looking at um, combinations of aerobic, uh, muscle strengthening. Um, and then there's that, that, you know, like the hit, the high intensity. Mm-hmm. Um, and really they found that, a, a very a balanced amount of all three of those um, had the greatest uh, mortality benefit and cancer. I mean, for all cause, when we say all cause mortality, what we mean is anything that causes you to die, right. heart attack, stroke, cancer, um, you know, lung disease, whatever. Let me hit you with a blood pressure check-in. For those who heard last week, I had a blood pressure reading oh, yeah. at the doctor. It was 140 over 90. I was worried about it. I decided I was going to start running. I ran one time, and uh, <laughs> and all of a sudden, the next time I go in, Shane, I went from 140 over 90 to 122 over 76, which is pretty okay. much which is pretty you know pretty close to perfect. And I'm sitting here going, "There's no way that one run." impacted my blood pressure like that. So what is it? How could it be so drastically different in the course of a week? So, and, and I'm glad we, we probably didn't cover this as much as we should have. Your blood pressure fluctuates really from minute to minute. <clears throat> and depends on what you're doing. Depends on what you've been doing. Um, depends on, you know, the stress that's going on at that time. You know, hey, were you just caught in traffic? Is there something that just irritated you? Did your co-host just, you know, call you out on the radio? I mean, whatever it is. Um, you know, your blood pressure kind of fluctuates back and forth. So there's things that can cause your blood pressure to go up, and there's things that can cause your blood pressure to go down. And so to your point, no, just running once. Now, it will cause your blood pressure to go down immediately after you run, and you'll see that benefit for, I mean, for hours afterwards. And so that's why we talk about how exercise is so important and how it's important to do it every day because you can lose the benefit, you know, once you stop doing it. You can lose it fairly quickly, unfortunately. Uh, about seven days or so, but you can lose it uh, after that period. But um, absolutely, what's going on in your life can 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 affect your blood pressure. So, no, not that one run didn't do it, but probably what was going on in your life and what was going on at the time that your blood pressure was taken does have an impact. You also want to make sure that the blood pressure is taken appropriately. Mm-hmm. You have the right size blood pressure cuff. We make a big deal about this. The right size blood pressure cuff. You know, you're sitting still for ten minutes. <clears throat> you're taking it at rest. Um, and then we also do some, um, some, there's some other, other mechanisms we look at in terms of making sure we're having accurate blood pressure. The key is we don't want your blood pressure jumping up to this higher range um, several times a day <clears throat> or throughout the week because we know when it does that, then it's causing damage to the inside of the arteries, which can set you up for other diseases down the road, hence the whole comment about it being a silent killer, um, you know, heart disease. Um, kidney disease, risk of stroke, and that sort of thing. Um, Along those lines, and this is not, I'm going to go ahead and give a disclaimer, 
this is not going to be popular when I tell you this. Uh-oh. But last week, um, an article came out um, and linked uh, one drink a day to hypertension, to increasing blood pressure. So for individuals that have one alcoholic drink a day, and they started looking at individuals in their 20s. This was a study of about 20,000 people. Um, about 60% of them were men. Uh, but this came out uh, really the, the end of July. It was, a, it was a study that they just produced. And one alcoholic drink per day can cause um, a progressive rise in your blood pressure over time. Now, let me ask a, a dumb question. Can If you're an anxious or stressed out person, you get easily uh, worried or stressed out about something. Does that directly relate to your, to your blood pressure? Is there anything... Yeah. Okay, so if someone is maybe having an anxiety attack or maybe they're nervous about something and then they go home and they just cuff themselves and they take their their blood pressure like once an hour, do you think that that's good? Uh, So that absolutely. So to your point, and what happens is what happens in your body is and you talk about that anxiety, you talk about getting ramped up or upset you know, then your body kicks into a little bit of this fight or flight. And so you start pumping out some hormones that cause your heart rate to go up, mm-hmm. that cause your blood pressure to go up. Um, you know, your mind's racing 100 miles an hour. That absolutely can happen. Um, yeah. And so, of course, then it can make everybody around you that way. As well. So how do you know if you need uh, blood pressure medicine or anxiety medicine? Great question. Great question. So we try, we try to treat the root cause first. And that's an excellent question, Kelly. So you go after the root cause of, of what do we think is causing the elevated heart rate, the elevated blood pressure, whatever the symptoms are. So in that scenario, we would want to attack the anxiety, the, uh, the nervousness, the, um, you know, whatever it is that's inciting that blood pressure to go up. Because to your point, if I just treat the blood pressure, well, I'm not really treating the root cause. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not treating what's causing the blood pressure to go up. So the conversation will be around, okay, we need to talk about strategies to control your anxiety and to control, you know, maybe some of these depressive symptoms you have um, or, you know, whatever's going on in your life. Let's talk about managing your stress. And those are, there's a lot of things we can do out there now that are non-medication. Now, absolutely, we have lots of medicines that we use for that, but there's a whole host of things that we talk about, really, diet, exercise, good sleep. Um, you know, being able to have, you know, good relationships with individuals and, um, and things like that. All of these things we're just finding are so important to people in terms of not only how long they live, but how well they live. And so you have individuals living well up into their, I've had, gosh, a couple of patients that are, that are just phenomenal. Um, I had a young lady, I say young lady, 75. Um, she's probably one of the most um, fit people that I've, that I've ever had as a patient. <laughs> I mean, she's out, she's doing pickleball, you know, five, six days a week. That's and she's awesome. just, I mean, she does yoga and she's eating great. And I'm like, okay, you are the epitome of, of a healthy lifestyle. And she's living her best life. I mean, she, she's traveling, they're doing everything. I mean, so, and that's where, I think that's where we all want to be. We want to be able to, okay, yeah, you know, I got my job now, but you know what, I've got time for, you know, more time with family and friends and traveling, doing things. I want to make sure I can. I want to make sure that, you know, my knee's not blown out or I don't have these aches and pains, you know, when I want to go, you know, uh, travel and see things. And so I, I think that's why it's important that we pay attention to it, certainly as we're younger, mm-hmm. so that we can continue to be healthy as we get older. And see, I'm glad you said that because I was thinking as you were saying that there's going to be young people who say, man, I want to enjoy the life that I have. I don't want to eat boring stuff. I don't want to waste time going and doing this and blah, blah, blah. But later on in life, you're going to wish you did, right? It's a long game. It really is. It's a long game. Um, and, and there's no better time to start than now. You know, the whole comment or the phrase is, you, you know, when was the best time to start? Yesterday. When's the next best time to start? Today. Right. So, um, and, and, and there's a lot of truth in that. There really is. And like I said, just hearing the probably 
because I follow obviously a lot of medical evidence and a lot of literature and things like that. And I have noticed in probably just the last five to seven years, there's been a ton of data about our diets, our physical activity, our sleep cycles, um, you know, our mental wellness and health in terms of relationships. A lot more information coming about that just showing, okay, look, there's really stuff to this. Like there's, there's some stuff that, that people need to be paying attention to because this is, this is going to involve how long you live. Um, the other, other piece I wanted to show in real quick, it's also not a popular topic, but if, if, you're, if you recognize people that around you are sick, you're not alone. There's a lot of people that are sick <laughs> in Northeast Arkansas. There's a lot of people sick kind of across the country. We are seeing a spike in a new uh, COVID variant um, that's, that's not um, – it, it's not it, – there is a bump in hospitalizations. It's not – you know, it's making people sick. They're down for a few days, but it is congestion, nasal congestion sore throat, fatigue is a big one. Um, we are seeing some people um, have some alterations in taste and smell. Yeah. Um, and so it's a, it's a sub-variant. We, um, it's kind of a summer sub-variant that we're seeing of COVID. So if you, if you, if you see people that are sick, that, that shouldn't be a surprise to you. This is kind of what we're, we're seeing now here right before we start back school. All right, y'all. He is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State University. He is Dr. Feelgood, Dr. Shane Spites. And good talking to you this week. Even if you brought some stuff, it might not be our favorite stuff to hear. <laughs> and uh, that's, why, that's why we turn to you, though, because you'll hit us with the truth. And we'll talk to you back here next week. Appreciate it, guys. Y'all have a great week. Take All care. Right, you, too. you too. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So we're joined this morning by Hillary Tricky, who evidently is way too busy for us because she has four kids to take care of every Woo. single morning. <laughs> Hillary, what's happening? I- How are you? I'm never too busy for you guys. Oh, no, I'm just going to tell you, if you have four kids running around, it's hectic because we have one who now he's, you know, he's 13, almost 14. But when he was, you know, young, like your kids, oh my gosh, I can't imagine having multiple. Yeah, no, it's, it's a little bit hectic, but they do think you're the rock. So I think they'll let yeah. me slide for speaking Ooh. away for a few minutes. Do you remember that, Kelly? I walked yes. into the restaurant and Dustin thought I was the rock. Yeah, it's unfortunate. He's like, uh, look, mom, the rock is here. <laughs> Yeah, he's my favorite kid. Did you have on a lot of bronzer that day uh, or what? Yeah, that looks super tan. <laughs> uh, so Hillary's on today to talk about Together We Foster, which, you know, Hillary, we've talked to you for, for years about different things that you've been working on and projects. And, and and really, you jumped in with Together We Foster and decided to to take this, um, what was a foster care situation, and take it to a whole new level and kind of launch this group uh, throughout Northeast Arkansas. For people who aren't aware of kind of the mission of Together We Foster, uh, how would you describe that? Sure. So Together We Foster um, is really just the, the heartbeat of providing resources, not just to the foster kids in the system, but um, the foster parents and their biological parents. We just want to make sure that they are surrounded with everything that they need to succeed. Well, and Kelly and I were talking before uh, we had the chance to have you on, and you really you walk the walk. You're not just somebody who is an ambassador for you know, foster children in the whole system, but you have gone through and you have fostered multiple different times in your life uh, to really walk the walk. Tell us about that. Absolutely. So we, um, we started our journey in, in 2018 by fostering and we had several kiddos and um, that we were blessed in our, our home. And then we ended up adopting our three sons um, and we just adopted a, a little girl 
a baby girl this year. Um, it's something that is just near and dear to our hearts and working with together we foster and foster children in the community is just one way that we can keep involved to make sure that our kiddos know that they're loved um, and that there's people that care about them in our community. I had the chance to be at your uh, dinner and auction last year <clears throat> and just the amount of love that I felt from the people who spoke and those of you who are together with uh, on the board of Together We Foster, like literally you guys are number one, you try to put families back together. But if the family is unable to be put back together, if you can't reunify the kids and the parents, you have so many loving hearts who were in that room who just want to reach out and help these kids. Absolutely. We had um, a great inaugural year last year for our Better Together benefit, and it's really about um, coming together and everyone working together in order to make sure that these kids are lifted up in a way that uh, they can move forward in their lives and and have everything that they need. we really want to let everybody know that reunification is our first goal, getting those kids back at home. But if that's not possible, there are people that, uh, you know, want to step up and adopt them and provide that for them. And so our second annual Better Together Benefit Dinner and Auction is going to be this September 9th at the Crossing at downtown Paragold. All right. So that the event, which uh, was at the Crossing last year, number one, was it was beautiful. They did a great job there. It really, you know... Having the place decorated well, the food was great, uh, the environment was awesome, and the fact that you guys were able to raise you know, a considerable amount of money for the first-time event. I've been a part of a lot of first-time events over the years, right? And you never really know how they're going to go. Last year was a slam-dunk smash success, and I would assume this year is going to be even better. Absolutely. We're so excited about this event. Um, you know, and it, it's also a way for us to get out there in the community and let people know what's going on, what we're doing, what our plans are, um, and just a way for the community to be able to support these kids um, if they're not able to foster or adopt. Um, it's just a great way to give back um, to this specific community. Um, so this year, we're going to have lots of auction items at our silent auction and our live auction and a great dinner by Charlie Brown. Um, and we are going to have lots of speakers to be able to let the community know just exactly what's going on with Together We Foster. Um, and again, that event is September 9th at the Crossing, downtown Paragold. And tickets are already on sale, and they can be purchased at TogetherWeFosterNEA.org. So, Hillary, when we go out and we raise money, right, we raise money for Together We Foster, how does that money impact uh, the families? How does that impact the program? Sure. So we have um, several programs. We have locations here in Jonesboro, Paragould, Pocahontas, and in Rector. And those are our visit centers and our clothing closets. And when I say clothing closet, I mean a big warehouse full of anything a kid could ever need. Um, We have clothes. We have school supplies. We have household items for those teenagers in care that are getting ready to go out on their own. We just had our back-to-school drive, and we're able to provide all of the school supplies that our foster kids need in this area. And so all of that money that we are raising at this event goes to all of these programs to make sure that we are not only continuing the programs like meals for foster parents when they get a placement, um, our graduation luncheon for our seniors in the spring. So all of these programs are funded by this money. And And we want to make sure that we're able to grow and move into other counties that don't have any resources. What's truly, and again, I had the chance to witness it and talk to everybody. It is a love project, a project of heart. 
for everybody that's a part of Together We Foster, and it's a great thing that we can support as a community. And again, the Better Together Benefit Dinner and Auction happens on September the 9th at the Crossing in downtown Paragould. Tickets are on sale now at togetherwefosternea.org. Hillary, we appreciate your time, and we'll talk to you again once we get closer, okay? Thanks, guys. All right, go take care of those babies. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. Man, you know football season is right around the corner when we're starting to talk about A-State football and paint the town red. That's coming up with the Jonesboro Regional Chamber of Commerce. We have guests joining us in studio. First of all, welcome in for the first time. He is the VP of Programs for the Jonesboro Regional Chamber of Commerce, Cody Slater. Thank you. Thank What's you, up? guys. I appreciate you. Appreciate you having me this morning. How are you doing this morning? Wonderful. Wonderful. So he, he told me, Kelly, he's done plenty of radio before. Uh-oh. Uh, and he's done radio at our sister stations in Wynn. Okay, gotcha. With the infamous Lane Goodwin. So the infamous. We'd like yes. to apologize to Cody for having to endure that already. <laughs> hey, man, those guys were wonderful. Shout out to Lane, Bill, Lendl, the whole crew. Yeah. Good folks down there. Hey, so uh, what's your job with the Jonesboro Regional Chamber of Commerce? Because when I see VP, I mean, I, I kind of assume you have a pretty good job. It's a great job. I love my job. I'm very grateful to have it. I'm very grateful to the chamber for for giving me an opportunity to do it. But uh, pretty much anything that we do that's outward facing yep. kind of will be in my wheelhouse. So our leadership programs, most of our committees, things like that, that's kind of things that I do everything I can to keep the, the train on the tracks. Let me tell you, you're lucky to have Casey Akins with you this morning as well. She's the chair of the A-State Committee. Uh, of the Jonesboro Regional Chamber of Commerce. And Casey, we talked last year to you about your passion for Arkansas State, and you bleed scarlet and black, right? I try to. So how are you this morning? I'm wonderful. Thanks for having us. And the last time we saw you, we were uh, kind of getting ready for football, right? It was a spring game. We right. were doing the whole tailgate thing, and, and you came out there again to support Arkansas State. And it's weird to think it seems like the spring game just happened, and all of a sudden now, boom, it's really football time. It is. It is. Um, the summer flew by, and I mean, students will be moving back on campus here shortly. Um, you know, local schools are getting ready to go, and so we're starting to kind of get that fill in the air. Yep. So A State football kicks off at home. The first home game is going to be on Saturday, September the ninth. But the whole week leading up to that, we paint the town red. That's right. And it's just about time to get started with paint the town red. Tell us, uh, either one of you, kind of get us started on what what paint the town red is going to look like in twenty twenty three. For sure. So Paint the Town Red is a program that is actually sponsored by the Jonesboro Regional Chamber of Commerce. Um, it started almost 26, 27 years ago. Oh, wow. So it has a long longevity here in the community. Um, but the whole point is to really bring the Jonesboro community, um, the business community, and tie them together with Arkansas State and right. really get um, everybody involved. And so for Paint the Town Red 2023, um, always we have our T-shirts. Um, those are on sale now. And you can go through the chamber to purchase those. Um, but, you know, there's a, a lot of events that week. So we we kick it off with an awesome um, pep rally at a local school. Yep. And so this year we are going to be um, hosted at Westside Middle School. That's awesome. um, so they're super excited to have us out. Um, we will have the mayor there, coaches, staff. There will be the spirit squads, just a huge pep rally. Um, and the mayor actually does a proclamation of right. Paint the Town Red Week. Um, now, I did hear the West Side was very excited to have everybody there, but yes. the mayor, they, they weren't happy about Brandon. COVID. Brandon. What? Oh, my goodness. You're just going to have Harold Bustin here in a minute. 
<laughs> no, he knows. We have this deal with each other. <laughs> no, he does a great job too. So that I've, I've seen photos of this, yep. and every time you do this, it makes me think I need to be there with all those kids because when you're around middle school kids, the energy oh, yeah. that kind of pours into the team and the coaches and the players, it's really exciting. Yes, and we've got some swag for them this year. Really excited. High Troll um, is sponsoring some boomsticks. So, Ooh. yes, we're very excited about that. Not just pom-poms this year. <laughs> yeah. we got some boomsticks. That's awesome. Um, so hopefully they'll also bring those out to the game. Um, you know, be excited about that. And then also we will have our big window painting contest. Yeah. So everyone knows that you come into Jonesboro, whether you've been here before or not, and Jonesboro bleeds red and black. Yeah. And it's everywhere. It's on the windows. It's on the buildings. Um, and so Jonesboro is really proud of that, that we definitely support Arkansas State. Um, and we want to make sure that we keep that tradition live and well. Um, and so anyone that is interested in having their windows painted and participating in this contest, they just got to email the chamber and let them know. Um, and then also order the pack. Um, that, that is very near and dear to your yeah, heart. so much fun. Man. Yes. One of the most fun things I get to host every year is order the pack. It's the loudest event I get to do. Legit. And we really want the community to come out. Like it's not just for students. Yeah. I think so many people think that, oh, it's just for the college students, mm-hmm. for the student athletes. But this is community wide. Like we want people to come out, to be there, to experience what a true collegiate pep rally is all about. No, and that's a true pep rally and because I bring my family out there every year <clears throat> and they love going there because it like so gets you fired up for football. Right. When you see the students, like typically the gates open and all the fraternities and sororities and groups and organizations, they run in to get their seats and they start screaming as soon as they run into the stadium and they scream until the very end. And we get to learn about the culture of Arkansas State right. and we get to learn about the game day tradition. So that's order of the pack that happens on Thursday, September the 7th. And then we're gearing up. We're getting closer and closer to game day. That's right. Um, you know, and the main thing is to wear red that first game. Yep. Home game is always wear red. We will be playing Memphis this year. Yeah. So they're going to come out in blue. Sure. Um, and we want to make sure that there's more red in that stadium than there is blue. Yeah. So, Cody, let's talk about the importance of Arkansas State to the community of Jonesboro specifically, but really to Northeast Arkansas. I tell people all the time that our home team is the Red Wolves. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if you if you can't come out and get fired up for the first home game, especially with being Memphis, yeah. like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what will get you there. Yeah. I mean, it's just a perfect setup this year. And, and the university, I mean, not only are they great partners to the chamber, but you you hit the nail on the head. I mean, what they can provide and, and the services they give and yep. just the partnership that they offer for the region, I mean, it's just a huge thing. It's a huge thing, and we're we're grateful for everything that they do and, and just so excited for, for this year. It's kind of like there's two there's two seasons of Northeast Arkansas, right? There's a season when it's summer, and there's a time when the college kids are on campus. And people know that. Like, they can't wait for the college students to get back on campus because the economic impact for the region uh, with Arkansas State is so big. So that's all with Paint the Town Red. You can find out more about that at jonesboroughchamber.com. One more thing I wanted to ask you guys about was the game plan breakfast. This is a deal where Coach Butch Jones and the athletics director, Jeff Purinton, they get up and speak, and it's really an early morning deal where people get to uh, uh, come together and celebrate Arkansas State. When's that going to be happening? So that'll be August 23rd. Uh, and that's I just do want to kind of point out that is a new event. So it, it's a lot of folks will remember our power breakfast yeah. series that we used to do. And so we're we're not – there's no plans to bring that back. That's kind of what I thought it was, so it's different. Yeah. Okay. No, so one of the most successful uh, sessions, events throughout that whole series was always the athletic breakfast. Yeah. And so kind of, you know, everyone – maybe not everyone, but, uh, you know, the AD is, is new. His team is new. Sure. We have a lot of new folks at the chamber. Mm-hmm. So we've really had discussions with them about, hey, how can we – how can we better partner? What can we do here? 
And so the thing that came out of that was, hey, we really want the the business community to understand what's going on within inside the athletic department. Sure. And so we got to talking and kicking things around. And what came from that is, you know, we'd like to do these this breakfast and hopefully, if and when it goes well, a series of breakfast that focuses on uh, each individual season that's coming up. Yeah. You know, hopefully uh, football will go great and Coach Jones will be there. Jeff will be there. Uh, Matt Stoltz is going to moderate a panel. It's going to be different from the caravans. Sure. Kind of an inside look at at this season, the recruiting classes, discussing some NIL maybe, things like that. Sure. And then once that goes well, uh, you know, there's plans to do one in the in the early fall for basketball, plans to do one in the early winter uh, for the spring sports. So just another way we're looking to try to partner with, uh, with the athletic department and the university as a whole. So if people want to get tickets to the game plan breakfast, are those available now too? They are. Uh, tables are available. Uh, and then individual tickets are available as well. If you're interested in that, you can uh, email me or call the chamber. So my email is just Cody, C-O-D-Y, at Cross County, or Cross County. old habits, right? <laughs> yeah, right. At jonesworldchamber.com. Uh, or you can uh, reach out to the office. Anybody can get you fixed up there. And then if you have questions, happy to answer them. We're getting ready for game day and to paint the town red and for the game plan breakfast. Again, you can find out more about all the events that are happening. If you go to jonesboroughchamber.com, Cody Slater joins us. Casey Akins joins us in studio. One more thing, Casey, uh, for people who might be new or they've never done the thing with their their windows getting painted, uh, there is a way people can reach out uh, to an art studio uh, to get their windows painted, correct? Yes. So I may be a little biased, um, (laughs) but Akins Art Studio, um, my husband, Daniel Akins, he um, in my opinion, is a very talented artist. Yeah. Um, but no, he's great. I'll we say he's are, great. Our schedule is now open. Um, we are taking clients. There are also other artists. Um, you can contact the chamber for um, for any more information, um, but you can reach out to Agins Art Studio LLC at gmail.com um, if you'd like to get a quote um, and get on our list. All right. Get ready. Get your wolves up for A-State football. And guys, let me hear you howl. Absolutely. Howl! This is the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families Inc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So we're joined in studio today by the boy in blue, Rodney Poff from Jonesboro Occasions Magazine, joins us in studio this morning. <laughs> what? He's just looking at you. He's waiting. waiting. He's, waiting. Yeah. He's waiting for something. Mm-hmm. You guys kind of match today. It's called, well, we called each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you? Friends yeah. do that. <clears throat> I see you wearing gray. Yeah, I have a meeting. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in one of those uh, dreary moods. Hey, I was looking at uh, the newest issue of Occasions Magazine, the Platinum Anniversary issue. 20 years, man. That's cool. Like that's very cool. cool. Yeah. I remember because I've done, um, I guess I've done morning radio for a little over 20, but like when you hit that 20 year deal, it's like, man, this is such a part of my life. Something about that number and the idea that you guys hit that number when, you know, you've seen other stuff that, that hasn't lasted. Right. Yeah. We're, we're fortunate. Um, you know, we, we try to do what the community needs. Sure. Um, we listen to the community and try to be there. Well, I think if, if somebody's new to the area, and they want to figure out what's happening. You pick this up, Occasions yeah. Magazine. You're going to know what's up. Right. You're going to know events. You're going to see people and faces and be able to kind of, you know, put uh, put two and two together. Right. So anyway, the new issue is out right now. If you can't find it on uh, the newsstands or at businesses and places like that, you can always find it online, too. That's right. Which is JonesboroOccasions.com. So Rodney Poff comes in on Wednesday mornings and he tells it like it is. <laughs> he is like Buford Pussard. He walks in with the big stick. Okay. He carries a big stick. Why do you always do weird references? Buford Pusser was walking tall with the big stick. Thanks, Grandpa. He had a big one, right? Thanks. 
Right. I, didn't I, didn't The Rock play Buford Pusser in a movie? Well, he played that character. He always gets that things. Wasn't, that wasn't his name in the movie. Yeah. It wasn't Buford Pusser? N- no. But it was the, it was that based on that story. See from Tennessee, Buford? I believe he was, yeah. Yeah. I think I ran the same roads as Buford no. Pusser. I think you're a little too young. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, Rodney comes in here with all the events happening around Northeast Arkansas. Rodney, what do we have coming up over the next couple of days or weeks? Whatever you want to talk about. What what, what was so funny about that? I'm just sitting here thinking. He entertains Um, himself all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So just a reminder that each Saturday in August, um, the Foundation of Arts will host Picking in the Plaza. Uh, That's every Saturday uh, in August at the Rotary Centennial Plaza from seven to nine o'clock. This is a free event that provides an opportunity for the public to watch local musicians perform. Call 935-2726 or visit foajonesboro.org for more information on that. And again, they're involved. When you look at what's happening in the downtown area, FOA is hyper-involved in uh, so many of the different things that are down there. Always. Michael Weavers is always trying to get glory doing something. Brandon. Have you noticed that? He is always. He is a glory (laughs) hog. Look, you already put a wedge between us uh, Uh last week. He likes doing that. I would would hate for you guys to break up. (laughs) Okay, uh, Saturday, uh, August 12th. The Craighead County Jonesboro Public Library will host a tabletop game day with NEA Gamers Guild from noon to 5 o'clock again Saturday okay. in the round room at the uh, library. Call 935-5133 or libraryinjonesboro.org for more information on that. That's a good family event. That'd be cool. Yep. Um, we like we like games. So. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, you guys have a ton of games. So when I come to your house, can we game? I've never been invited to your house now that I think I wonder about it. why. Hmm. I didn't, I didn't realize I that. Hello. <laughs> hey, how's your pool, by the way, that I never got invited to this year? It's uh, it's very nice. Yeah, thanks, Rodney. Appreciate yes. that. I am excited about that party this weekend. Right? Okay. We're, we're looking forward to okay. big, big yeah. blowout. It's a friend's gathering. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, let's see. The inaugural um, Sunken Lands Songwriting Circle. The concert will event, uh, excuse me, the event will start at 5 o'clock in Ryerson Hall, Arkansas State University's Fowler Center, located at 201 Olympic Drive. Uh, the concert is a benefit for the historic Dias Colony jo- uh, Johnny Cash Boyhood Home. Yep. The event, hosted by Roseanne Cash, will feature singer-songwriters Rodney Crowell, Sarah, I don't know how to say that, is it Jaros? I'll go with you on that. Okay, yeah. thank you. And John Leventhal. Uh, tickets can be purchased at A-State Box Office or online at A-State EDU, excuse me, A-State.edu. Slash tickets. I always love to see when Roseanne Cash gets to come back home. That's oh, cool. Yeah. And she does That's it like, very you know, cool. once or twice a year. She'll come back down to do some event like that. And it's cool that uh, her ex is still involved. Rodney Crowell. Oh, were they together? Oh, yeah. We just celebrated his birthday yeah. uh, either earlier this week or last week. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. And then uh, just a, a heads up for next Friday, uh, St. Bernard's Health Healthcare will host a community wellness screening from 7 to 10 a.m. at the St. Bernard's Auditorium, located at 505 East Washington Avenue in Jonesboro. The screening will include blood, uh, include blood pressure, height, weight, BMI, anemia, glucose, and more. Info, uh, you can go to stbernards.info or tdunigan at sbr. 
mc.org. That's a lot. No, and, and those events that they do when they come through and they do those screenings and, and a lot of people might not know what their numbers look like. It's important to know that so you can, you know, be early on, on preventative care. So. Right. No, it's, it's extremely important. Yeah, very important. So, again, uh, you can check out the new issue of Jonesboro Occasions Magazine. This features the Platinum Anniversary issue with all the different covers, or at least most of the different covers most, yeah. in the artwork, which that is really That would be, cool. to say, 20 times 12. So, yeah, there'd, there'd be a little more than what's on the cover. But it I noticed cool. your cover's not on there. Yeah, I'm still waiting for my cover to show back up. It's only been 20 years. I've only waited 20 years for this. Hmm. At some point, I'll do something noteworthy to make the cover. I'm not sure what it's going to be, though. Yeah, we're not either. <laughs> And as Mr. Rodney Poff so eloquently puts it at the end of every Jonesboro Occasions event roster, Poff off. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So we're joined this morning by the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. It's Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care. Back with Wet Nose Wednesday. Doc, what's happening next door? Hey, we're starting a good morning this morning. No emergency, no really sick cats yet, so we're good. Hey, who drives a Jeep? Which one? Are you, who drives a Jeep to your work? Um, Patty usually does. It's it's a you know it's an older. It's like a two thousand and eight. I think it's a Jeep Commander. They don't even make those anymore. It looked to me like the Jeep <laughs> almost hit the building yesterday. I think <laughs> uh, that doesn't. I mean, Patty's driving, doesn't surprise me. Kevin, it looked like she was parked up into the curb at the front of the building. Oh, she probably was. There's, you know, we have those archways, or there's an archway down at that end of the building, and it's really handy when it's pouring down rain to uh, you actually pull up into there, and it, you know, protects the driver's side door. So, oh, but yeah, it does when you're driving by. It looks like somebody's crashed into the building. Uh, that Patty, she showed up mad at Kevin. What did he do this time? <laughs> Uh, so Kevin comes on with us on Wednesday mornings. We do Wet Nose Wednesday. We talk about things that affect the pet population, our best friends, like our dogs and our cats. Uh, what do you have for us today, Doc? You know, I think we'll talk a little bit about ticks today. Um, you know, this this rainy weather we had during July and the humidity, you know, ideal conditions for ticks to be around. And, you know, sometimes I get people that rush in panicking because their pet has a tick on it or they call, you know, what should I do? And, you know, if you look how to take care, if you, if you decide, and I just did this a little while ago, Google, you know, I found a tick on my pet. What do I do? It's amazing. Some of the things on there, you know, I saw one said, put some Vaseline on it. Um, you know, soak it in alcohol, um, strike a match, blow it out, touch the hot tip to the body. Yeah. No, no. you know, those are all, you shouldn't do any of those, really. The best thing to do is to take a pair of tweezers and as, get as close as you can to the head part, the head end of the tick by the skin, and, you know, gently, don't try to jerk it out, but gently retract it uh, because its mouth parts are actually embedded in the skin, oh. and you to kind of gradually release those. Uh, if you pull it too hard, you know, it can detach right at the mouth there. And that's not a, something to really panic about, but just leaving that foreign material in there could cause a little reactivity there. Uh, you know, sometimes a little mild infection in the skin, but it's nothing to panic about. But the reason you want to remove them as soon as possible is because, you know, ticks transmit multiple uh, diseases. And the one common one we see around here 
uh, in this area in dogs is Ehrlichia, uh, Ehrlichiosis is the name of the disease, and that's a bacteria that, that ticks carry. People can get, uh, there's different species of Ehrlichia, but people can get Ehrlichiosis too. And it's been shown that some of these ticks, if they've only been attached for three hours, they can already have transmitted this bacteria into the pet's oh. body. So, um, you know, that's the important thing is to get get them off the off there where they're not possibly transmitting these. And, you know, you always hear about Lyme disease in ticks. Mm-hmm. And we do have the um, species, uh, the black-legged deer tick in Arkansas. It's not a huge amount but it has been reported in multiple counties in Arkansas. Um, and it was interesting, you know, you hear about Lyme disease in people, and it's very common up in the Northeast. And I, I found an um, article that said between 1990 and 2020, which is 30 years, there were only 233 cases, confirmed cases, that were diagnosed of Lyme disease in people. Mm-hmm. So when you figure that, that's eight, eight, eight cases a year in people. Wow. So it's not a big problem in dogs either. Uh, we don't routinely vaccinate against Lyme disease. Now, if you lived up in the Northeast, uh, I think I saw in that same period of time, it's 30 years, there were like 15,000 cases of uh, Lyme disease in people in the state of Maine. So, you know, it's more of a problem in dogs and people in, in the Northeast. Uh, but down here, it's not a big issue. But the thing about this uh, deer tick, uh, it's uh, the uh, genus name is Exodes, which Kelly told me that's what she's going to name her next child. But <laughs> of course, oof, oof. It, they can come out. They can uh, be present in temperatures as low as forty degrees. So, you know, it's probably a good idea for year-round tick, uh, tick control and prevention in Arkansas. Uh, and there's multiple products. I mean, it's almost dizzying the amount of. Uh, products to be to, for tick prevention. There's collars, there's topicals, mm-hmm. there's uh, chewables, one-month uh, protection, three-month protection. Um, but it's important, you know, if your pet is outside a lot or, you know, you go to the lake or the river, uh, they really should be on, on a tick prevention because just because of the possibility of the ticks transmitting some of these diseases, um, you know, it's better to prevent a problem than try to have to treat treat an illness. So uh, definitely consider that. Um, the conditions are really good right now. The ticks like hot, uh, humid, uh, with uh, periods of time with some moisture. Uh, they prefer to live in kind of tall weeds on the edge. If your yard backs up to some wooded areas, shady areas, that's where they like to live. Um, you know, so clean up the environment will help. Uh, if you have a tick problem on your pet, you know, putting out some uh, products in the yard to help help kill some of the uh, parasites out there is important. Um, it's uh, unfortunately, you know, with the advent of these newer products and a lot of the pets on on tick preventives, uh, we don't see near the problems that we used to. I, I remember not, you know, 15, 20 years ago little puppies coming in that you couldn't even hardly see their eyelids or their their ears were, you know, had hundreds of seed ticks on them. They were anemic because uh, the ticks do ingest blood from the bo- from the pet's body. And, it's, um, you know, fortunately we're not seeing that a lot anymore, but we do see some uh, ticks on pets as they come in. So, you know, it's kind of a multimodal approach, you know, not only protect your pet, but keep your uh, environment uh, kind of tick-free by cleaning up 
brush and uh, keep the yard mode fixed. The way they attach the pets is they climb to the top of the vegetation, and then as the pet walks through, they attach themselves to their to their leg or some part of their body. And um, you know, you can you can help your pet out a lot doing that. Um, just just try to uh, you know keep keep everything clean around around the area where your pet is. And you know, if you've read about possums, possums are great at ingesting ticks. Mm-hmm. Uh, chickens, if you have chickens, they're good at uh, picking those out of the yard. Um, so there's some natural ways you could do it. You know, get your pet possum, keep it in your fence yard, and uh, let it take, let it let it control the ticks. Yeah, there you go. Great advice. Get a pet possum. <laughs> Brandon will have one by the end uh, of the day. No, don't even tell my wife. Y'all, he is the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. Back with Wet Nose Wednesday. You can find out more about vet care when you search uh, Vet Care Jonesboro on Facebook or go to vet-care.com. Dr. Reed, thanks for chatting with us. And we'll talk to you again next Wednesday. All right. Have a great day. All right, you too. This is the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families, Inc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So we're catching up this morning with our buddy Jack Turner, who we haven't seen in a minute, who's been a part of multiple different real estate transactions for me over the years. (laughs) (laughs) Stressful ones at times, all based on me. But at the end of the day, man, uh, you're always somebody we could turn to for help. It's what we do, man. Uh, we also turn to you to talk about uh, barbecue and music That's right. uh, because for I – and mean, you can tell me about how many years you guys have done this. Uh, but the Downtown Jonesboro Barbecue and Music Festival is – it's been announced and it's coming up. And right. This is, uh, I guess, a passion project because you and Tim McCall uh, work a lot for it. And really, outside of just putting on a cool event, that's what you get. That's you right. You get to put on a cool event. That's right. Yeah. So um, I was just thinking about that when you brought it up. It's 2009 was the first year we did it with the city sesquicentennial yeah. event. And we've done it every year since then. So quite a few years. Um, so and- was that your idea? Were you working for the city in 2009? I was working for the city at the time, and it wasn't my idea. It was the um, the mayor at the time, you know, Harold. Yeah. Uh, he wanted to put on a, a kind of a celebration for the city, yeah. given the 150 uh, anniversary. Um, and we were just kind of tossing around the idea of, you know, what if we did this and this? And it just kind of landed on some type of a cooking competition, barbecue contest type of thing. And then let's add a music piece yeah. to it at that point. Um, but he Do was you really the music from 2009. <clears throat> Do you remember it? Who the artist was? Because I can't remember. Night Ranger? Was it? Yeah, I think that was the year of Night Ranger. Yeah, (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And back then, if you remember, it was only one night. We did it on Saturday nights. Now it's two nights. You know, we just started that the past few years ago. But, um, you know, when you say passion project, that was – I'd say it was Mayor Perrin's baby. Sure. Um, because after that first year, he saw the success of it and was like, ah, we got to do that again. We can't let this go. Let's build right. off of it. Uh, and that's just kind of how it started. And I think it just landed in Tim and I's lap since we did, you know, the sesquicentennial. He was like, hey, you guys are going to do this again. I was going to say, who are these goofy suckers who will do all this work just so right. we look good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and, and so, you know, at the time I was working at the city and the, the mayor allowed me to, you know, focus city time, you know, <laughs> that I was at on the clock uh, to work on this. And then when I left the city, uh, that all changed. I, you know, Tim and I do this as a volunteer thing. We don't yeah. get paid anything and never have. Yeah. Um, and so when I left the city, you know, I've done real estate for 10 years now. And so I'm th- I think back 10 years, gosh, 
I've done all of this work for 10 years and Tim's done all this work that's for a, 10 years for free. That's a heck of a volunteer <laughs> job. Yeah. Hey, I want, before you get back to him, we'll talk about the music and all the stuff happening with that. Uh, you were kind of early in some of your vision for what you were doing at the city with the, with the videos and the interviews and mm-hmm. podcasts and all that kind of stuff. Because back then you were doing that stuff uh, for the city and city television and talking to different, right. uh, you know, heads of departments and all that kind of stuff. And, and um, I guess digital video Way before it was kind of the thing it is today. You, right. you guys were kind of early on that. Yeah. Yeah. That was um, Gary Harpole. Uh, you know, I'll give him a, a ton of credit for that. You know, when he stepped in as the COO of the city um, under the mayor, that was kind of his his vision. Uh, my background and uh, my master's program at the at the college uh, public administration there was a a topic of this like bridging the digital divide, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's kind of di- the direction that I went uh, with my grad studies. Um, and it's just the idea of like bringing civic participation to everybody in the city, regardless of their you know socioeconomic status and whether they had technology or not. And so it fit; it lined up right with yeah. what I was. Now, I'll be honest. Whenever I first jumped into it, I knew nothing about video. I knew right. nothing about <laughs> podcasts or any of that stuff. Gary said, "Hey, I've got a project for you because I, you know, taken the city um, financial stuff and just kind of fixed all of it and got it back running. That was my initial project. Right. He's like, I got something else for you. Here, go do this. They've gotten a grant uh, from the state to buy all this video stuff, and I'm, so I'm set. I spent probably four or five months sitting at you know sitting at my desk at the office." watching videos on how to edit video, yeah. how to set up lighting, how to run a camera, how to do all this stuff. Um, but yeah, it, and you did a lot right. of that by yourself when we reflect back on it, right? Oh yeah. I did it. I did it by myself for a while. Uh, and then, um, we hooked up with, uh, the ASU, I think it's a radio TV program yep. over there. And they started sending us, um, a, um, intern once a semester. So I went through about four or five interns and it was, you know, they were, it allowed me to get off of the desk you know, and go out and do other video projects or whatever, and they could sit there and edit and do some sure. things for me. And that's actually how I met Cassie. So, <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Uh, tell me the story because you and yeah. Cassie have been together how long now? Oh gosh, uh, four years. Um, Did you interview her for a project? No, she actually was an intern. Was she? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. So she is. She was. Um, I don't know if she was the first intern or the second. I think she was the second intern that came in. Um, but anyway, she was, she was trying to graduate and it, she yeah. just kind of got dumped in our laps. I think it was the, if you have to ask her to tell the other, her side yeah, of the story, right. but something about her, um, what are the, the people there, her, uh, you get assigned to like a, uh, a teacher at the college and they mentor you. Her advisor forgot to give her, you know, put her on the list for an internship. Sure. And he was my contact. So I reached out to him. <laughs> I was like, Hey, we need a, an um, uh, intern. He was like, I've got the perfect person for yeah, you. Well, here she here goes. you go. <laughs> and then she gets in there. She was like, yeah, he forgot to give me blah, blah, blah. And I couldn't, I wasn't going to be able to graduate and blah, all this. It was, it was a crazy story from her side of yeah. it. Like how she had basically just kind of slipped through the cracks with this guy. So yeah, she came in um, and, and did an internship for me. And that's just kind of how, you know, we, we met at least. So. And because of that, now you fall Foster hundreds of dogs. Uh, don't, don't don't stick your finger in that song, please. <laughs> I did that on purpose, Cassie. I'm sorry. No, I did that on purpose. We've got oh my gosh, we've got and and you know God bless her soul. She's she's doing the right thing, and I know oh, that she has deep a huge down inside, heart, man. Yeah. That's right. Deep down inside, I know she's doing the right thing. 
But man, when I come home and there's another dog in the house, I'm like, oh, can you please just get rid of the one we got first? Yeah. And and it's no, sad. But man, once you get attached, it's hard to do that. I know. Though. And it's sad because she's struggling to find fosters. She's mm-hmm. struggling to find people to even adopt them. I mean, we had, we had one dog um, that just foster to foster and you know would never find an adoption well we finally found her one we think it's it's working we haven't heard anything bad yet yeah (laughs) you're about to move right (laughs) Uh, but we still yeah and we still got we still have one more in the house that's not ours you know so we have um okay i don't know there's 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 laws for this oh i know we so i'm in the i'm in the county so i'm all right yeah (laughs) (laughs) so we have uh i say we have three dogs she says we have four one of which i never agreed to he just ended up in the house and never left yeah but we have a fifth right now that we're fostering because um you know it's kind of hard to find anybody but I would trade the one that we weren't supposed to have for the one that we have in there now any day because she is absolutely the coolest dog. Laid back, super sweet. I mean, I don't think I've ever heard her bark outside of when somebody walks up to the door. I mean, she is the coolest dog. Yeah. But, Marina, do you want her? uh, We have three in my house already. You need a fourth. No, we sure don't. I think it's three. I think it's three now. (laughs) (laughs) Again, Jack Turner joins us in studio. Jack, the Downtown Jonesboro Barbecue Music Festival uh, happens in September. It's typically right around that last week into September. Uh, what do you guys have put together this year? Yeah, so it is. It's the uh, 29th and 30th this year. Again, remember we do it two nights, so Friday night and Saturday night um, are the events uh, for this year. Uh, and then I think everybody somewhat's already heard, but Friday night is um, I'm gonna Priscilla Block. Yes. Yep. Yep. Priscilla uh, Block Friday why night. I'm just going to tell you, that's a big get for you guys. Priscilla Block, Friday night. And that's free on Friday night. That's right, yeah. So I, I kind of stuttered there for a minute. I always get who plays on what nights. And yeah. So I wanted to make sure I got that right, that Priscilla was on Friday night. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I can't say that I follow country music because I really don't, but it seems like she, whenever we announce it, everybody's like, holy yeah. cow. She's you, a you've great got her. Yeah, yeah. No, she's, yeah. And as soon as I heard it, I'm like, no, that's a good one. And yeah. she's big on social media too. That's right. Not just on the radio. Yeah. yeah. And, and literally, let me go ahead. Hang on. I have one more. Let me play for you real quick. Uh, because it's kind of cool timing of you guys making that announcement. She's actually in the Justin Moore song, which yes. uh, is the number one song. Yeah. Like, that's good timing. That's right. Okay, so Priscilla Block on a Friday night. Yeah, and so we um, we kind of landed that. If you remember, do you remember Lee Bryce's year? Yeah. We yeah. announced oh, him, yeah. and then he had that parking lot party song yeah. that blew up, like, literally in August, right yeah. before our event, and then that... Before that was, the parking lot party? Yeah, yeah, before yeah. our parking lot party. So it that's kind of the same thing with Priscilla. We, you know, we've been working, or Tim and I have been working this since... February, March, yeah. and at that time, I had no freaking clue who she was. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, again, I don't follow country, but just since then, she's gotten crazy to her. I see her all over the place mm-hmm. now. Yeah. You know. Um, so yeah, so she's Friday night. There's other um, local bands that are going to go on. Um, you know, so well, you have to check out the websites uh, for all of that information. But then Saturday, um, we have Jamison Rogers and Shane Prophet. Yeah, Jamison Rogers says it. So Jamison Rogers also had Luke Combs in this one. So Jamison on Saturday plus Shane Prophet. Be, be, 
again. Saturday night's free too. That's right. Yeah, the whole event's uh, free. So Friday, you know, Friday's kind of one of those tricky days because it's you know it's a work day. Sure. Uh, we're going to get kicked off about four or five o'clock ish with the first band. Uh, but Saturday, I mean, come out. Usually the vendors on the street are up and going by lunchtime, one o'clock or so, and then we start the music at three yep. with the first band on the main stage. There is a, a north end stage like we always have um, that Katie's putting together some cool things down there as well. Uh, so man, it's an all day event on Saturday. Come out and have a good time, but completely free. You just show up. Well, and you guys do a great job <clears throat> with having all these different vendors, and, <clears throat> and now we have so many food trucks plus the downtown restaurants and That's places right. you can go into. Uh, and kids' activities, I think you knew it was important that if people are going to come down to have barbecue or be a part of the championship and stuff like that, kids have to have stuff to do too. That's right. Yeah, we always that's that's always a struggle because you just don't know. You know, there's not a whole lot that you can do mm-hmm. just with the um, what with the space that we're working with down there. Obviously, you want to be safe, but you also have to have a big, large area for that. But yeah, we always um, will have something for the kids to do. You know, it's it's generally some types of inflatables yep. and games and that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's it's a family event. Uh, the music is very family friendly. Um, but I guess you just pray for good weather and show <laughs> Don't even up. talk about I it. I know, man. You just never know. You know, we've been super lucky. Think about it. We've done this since 2009. We've only had two events that rained, and you probably remember them. It rained on us. Um, I remember being special. There. Yeah, yeah. It was super cold. Yeah, like su- like I remember seeing them sing and there yeah. you could see their breath, right? Uh, but it had rained all day, all day up until they took the stage and it stopped. Yeah, so and that's cool know, too. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that visual and the pictures of that stage set up downtown and the way oh, that gosh. looks that always looks awesome. Yeah, you know, and it's one of those. A lot of people always like, well, you know, you could have a bigger crowd. Obviously, you can get some of these bigger bands, uh, but we'd have to move it. We'd have to yeah. take it somewhere that's. And then you lose that cool factor of the, in the heart of downtown. Yeah, it's yeah. the feel that people yeah. go for. Oh yeah, we've talked about it, you know several times about could we move it somewhere where we can get a bigger you know crowd and a little safer for everybody, but you just eh. can't take it away. No, no. Uh, barbecue wise, what are we looking like for that? <clears throat> yep. So uh, th- that's kind of rinse and repeat every year for us. Yep. It's the KCBS barbecue um, sanction or bar- KCBF sanctioned barbecue contest. Um, so if anybody, you know, if you've never been down there, that actually runs on Saturday. The competition runs on Saturday. If you show up down there trying to, you know, talk with those guys on Saturday, they're probably not giving you the time of day <laughs> because they're focused. They've got a very short window of time to turn all in you yeah. know, their meats and they're on 30 minute increments. So they turn in chicken at one time and then their ribs at one time mm. and then their butt, you know, at one time, whatever that's, and it's, so it's super stressful for them to get all that prepared yeah. and get it turned in, but come down Friday. That's, That's when you deal, can actually right? talk to them. Yeah, <laughs> That's the deal. 95% of them are set up by Friday, you know, four or five o'clock. Cause we got a, our head, uh, uh, head cooks meeting is uh, Friday at five o'clock. Um, so they have to be there for that. So usually right after that, they're hanging out, you know, they're cooking. You could probably get some samples, that type of thing. Oh yeah. On Friday That's night. That's why you go Friday night. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a good time. That's normally whenever I'm circling that lot down there. Cause I'm starving by that point, <laughs> right. you know, and I'm just kind of making my rounds and you know, they notice me and call me over and I, you know, I get my stomach full at that time. So yeah. it's big, man. It's <clears throat> the downtown Jonesboro barbecue music festival. It happens on right. September the 29th and the 30th. Jack, where's the best spot for info? Is it the Facebook page? Yeah. Facebook still. Uh, I know we're you know, in the age of technology. We, 
I tried to run a website back when I was at the city, and mm-hmm. it just seemed like Facebook was always the yeah. place. And you guys always do such a great job pumping out our information. Yeah. So y'all's website, y'all's social media, or the Downtown Jonesville Barbecue Festival uh, Facebook page. Good to see you, man. Yes, sir. Good yeah. to catch up with you. Yeah. Tell Cassie we said hi. Uh, she's asleep right now. Right. I'm sure. Well, that's great. Thanks, Cassie. We appreciate your support. Cassie. <laughs> she, yeah, she said, what are you doing? To, she always asked me, what are you doing tomorrow? And I started giving her my schedule. She was like, why are you going to the radio station? I was like, for Barbecue Fest. She was like, oh. Oh, I'll sleep through that. Yeah. Thanks yeah, a lot, Cassie. We appreciate yeah. that. Brandon. Thanks. What? Leave her alone. Uh, she, she's no. She's not interviewing here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. This is the K-Fun <laughs> Breakfast Club, powered by Family Inc.